Hi, and welcome to episode 301 of No Crying in Baseball, the holiday, it would be so nice episode. My name is Patty. I'm here with my dancing friend, Potty Mouth. Potty Mouth, how are you? I, I feel like I need to break into song. but you have every, a little 80s Madonna vibe happening? Yeah, and, and we were doing that a little bit yesterday between um, between the holiday song and the and the house. But it was it Bra- Brady? Burning down the house. Yeah, Bra- yeah. Brady House. Okay. Yeah, so we went to see the Bowie Bay Sox yesterday primarily because Jackson Holiday, the O's number one draft choice last year, got his call up to double A. He has burned through the minor leagues and we wanted to see him while he was still there because yeah. who knows if I'll be there for a while or not. And it was super fun. But we also got to see Brady House. Um, the So the Bay Sox are the O's double A affiliate. They were playing the Harrisburg Senators who are the Nationals double A affiliate. So there were it was a good crowd. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons is everybody was local. Plus, Holiday was there. Plus, it was a Saturday. Plus, there was this giveaway <laughs> for these Hawaiian shirts for the first 750 people. And we actually got them. And I'm wearing one now. So if you look at Instagram, you'll see what they look like. And what they look like is infinitely better than what they feel like. <laughs> it's kind of it has an insulating properly, property. It's not yeah. really breathable. I'm sure water would bead on it. So mm-hmm. we're thinking about it as, in fact, rain gear. But Jackson Holiday, can I just say, wow. Yeah, that was fun. Every that time, was super fun. Every time he made contact with the ball, it went far. Yeah. He um his first his first the first time he made contact, there was it was sacrifice fly at the wall mm-hmm. in left field. The second time was a homer, left center, pretty deep. The third time he made contact was a double that also hit the wall, this time in right field. So he's using all parts of the field and he's hitting the ball far. Yeah, he needs to work on the defense a little bit. I don't know if that was an error, but he definitely had a messed up play with um and it's usually pretty good, so I don't know if yeah. it was just having a day or what. Yeah, it but, was his first day with the yeah. new guys, too. Like, I think it's got to take a while no, he's to been, get he's been there to... for a week. Okay. He's been there for a week. Right, never mind. Yeah, no, it was our first day. It was our first day with, with him. Guys. Maybe he was like, you know, he wanted to show off for us. Yeah. And we made him nervous because we're like that. Yeah. For sure. I don't know where the O's are going to put him, so um, I think it's okay if he stays a little longer <laughs> yeah. in the minors because we they got no room. Yeah, yeah. No, they. It's crowded there in first place. It is. And there was, oh, Mr. Potty Mouth, who was proudly wearing his um Red Sox hat took a took a little loop around probably going to get a beer refill and um passed by some enthusiastic shall we say O's fans going first place first place and they looked at him and and said something like no offense we'll keep but we'll keep the Yankees down for you and it was sort of like we don't have any hard feelings against you Mr. Red Sox guy but we're we're good at ganging up on the Yankees for you so he appreciated that that's great. So yeah. they, they found something they could bond over. Yeah. That's super great. Yeah. We, we often do that. <laughs> we so, bonding over bashing the So if I wear O's gear when we go to Fenway, I, I'll, I'll get shot. Yeah. So maybe yeah, not. Okay. I, will, I will defend you. Thank you. I've, I've de- I defended somebody in a, in a Jeter jersey at Fenway. So I feel like I, oh, can, wow. I can handle that's, anything. That's that's painful. Yeah. That's <laughs> painful. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So that's that's the, the, the Jackson Holiday portion of my woo. It was fun. Yeah. It was, and, and also, it was definitely the biggest crowd that I've ever seen at Bay Sox because of the aforementioned Venn diagram and the snazzy shirts and everything. But mm. it was nice to see that stadium sort of hopping, although the concession people not really up for the challenge. <laughs> because it's never been like that before. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So the, the night before, I did some cross-training watching um, uh, Lionel Messi's debut with Inter-Miami for Major League Soccer. They were playing the Cruz Azul from Mexico. So I I totally should have looked into that before talking about this, why they were playing Mexican team. However, it was, and they don't play in Miami. 
Inter-Miami doesn't play in Miami. Where do they play? They play in Fort Lauderdale. And so I thought it was just like a one-off thing. That's super I know. close. It is. It's like a half hour up the, up the beach, mm. whatever. But still, it's not the Fort Lauderdale team. It's Inter-Miami. And they have lovely pink outfits. I mean, it, yes, kits, kits, uniforms. Kit, you know, it, it is a soccer thing. But... Oh, they're so cute. So we sat down thinking, all right, we're going to just catch this for a little while just to say I saw it. And we watched the first half and he doesn't play. So we're like, ah, oh, fuck it. We got to watch the second half. And at the That's end of the- That's how they get you. The first one's free. Totally. And at the end of the first half, Miami, despite not having Messi playing, was winning one zip. Second half starts. They're still not playing Messi right away. And all the like announcer dudes said they thought like maybe the last 20, 30 minutes they're going to put him in. He went in a little before that. So it wasn't right at the beginning of the second half, but maybe like five or 10 minutes in. And right after he got in, uh, the Cruz Azul got a, got a goal and tied it up one to one. So I was thinking, oh, this isn't going as planned. And then it just got very intense. Both sides were playing really well. And it came down to um, the very end of the game where, you know, they have that magic extra time in soccer where you don't know how much there is. So you think that there's two minutes left over, but the only people who really know are the, the refs on the field, right? So two minutes goes by. So it's at 92 and it says plus two there. And I'm thinking, why isn't the game over? The game's not over. And there's a foul on Messi, of course. And he gets a free kick or whatever i don't know it's a special kind of kick i think it's a free kick. everything we know we learned from ted lasso absolutely oh oh and that was the best part is above the the (laughs) the um entrance way for for miami in pink was a big believe sign which i was like oh that is where i get all my my football knowledge um but then uh messi made the kick and he won the game yay so big finish okay it was a big finish it was the very end of the game like so if you want to watch game highlights just watch the last two minutes of the game and then he went running over to his kids first so that was absolutely adorable and then there were lots of close-ups on the very dapper david beckham in a suit just glowing and very proud of himself with what he has done. It's like, I did this. Yes. (laughs) I made this happen. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think Messi is like single-handedly going to turn around MLS. I think American soccer football is going to have a big heyday now because everybody, wherever they go, is going to be excited to see him. So it's true. Yeah. So yay, David Beckham. Yeah. Yay, Messi. Yeah. Okay. One last thing I want to say today. Hey, happy Hall of Fame Day. I haven't been following as much as in past years just because I just don't know these guys really well. But congrats to Scott Rowland, who is the only player voted in by the um, Baseball Players Writers Association. And Fred McGriff, who is voted in by the Contemporary Era Committee. The one fun fact that I saw about Scott Rowland that just endeared me to him just a teeny bit was um, that he, even though he didn't spend much time on the Reds, when he was on the Reds, he was brought on as like that elder statesman guy. Mm -hmm. And the one he mentored was Joey Votto going into his second year. Uh, And he made a big impression on Votto. And and yay. So thank you, Scott Rowland, for having fun with Joey Votto. On today's show, our boyfriends include two players of the week and one opportunity to reference Taylor Swift. We've got cross-trading with the Commanders. It's also the police blotter. We've got the historic draft being historic again a week later. It's Women in Baseball Week. And we've got two kinds of trading. Cheers. Cheers. You know what's good about right now? What is? I can take off the shirt because it's like 15 (laughs) degrees warmer wearing the shirt made out of fibers not actually found in nature. 
I think well, it's petrochemicals. Is that yeah. it's found in nature at oh, some level? Maybe I don't know. Processed, processed stuff. I don't know. Oh my god, it, I feel so much better. It, the, the photo app was worth it, so I appreciate your suffering. If if you um, go to a game where they give away a Hawaiian shirt, it's <laughs> there's a 82 percent chance it's going to be super um, uh, water repellent. So I suggest perhaps beating it against a rock mm-hmm. to make it a little softer because washing and drying didn't do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yay for the giveaways. Quality, quality. All right, we're going to segue into our baseball boyfriends, the guys that we picked in the offseason just because they're so cool. We each picked one guy per team because there was something special about them, but ideally they would do well because then we use them to make our fantasy leagues. And I am overdue. I've been ignoring some guys. I feel like I'm a, I'm a bad uh, baseball boyfriend uh, uh, stewardess. Just stewardess? <laughs> well, stewarding. Go go like, with steward. Because, okay, steward. Because then I want to call you a flight attendant right. to correct <laughs> exactly. you, and that's not how. I, that's right. not the right way to go with that. All right, I'm yeah. not taking care of these guys okay. well enough. So right. I need to I need to make some amends, and I'm overdue talking about C.J. Abrams. However, not too much overdue because he did have a little struggle at the beginning of the season, but man, is he making up for it now. Um, I did know that yesterday was his bobblehead day, so we missed oh. that because we got these lovely Hawaiian shirts. So there's the like the trade-off: the uh, lovely Hawaiian shirt, not the bobblehead. Definitely cost-effective though. Like the beer was half as much, and the it's ticket true. was less than half as much. And, and yeah. number one draft pick. Yeah, and we did see Jackson Holiday's first home run. Yeah. So there was that. However, C.J. Abrams. Also homered yesterday, and it was the second game in a row in which he homered, which is the first time in his career that he did back-to-back games really? with home runs. So after the uh, after July 7th, so I guess a little bit before the All-Star break, right? Can I do math? Yeah. Um, he was moved to the leadoff spot. And since he was moved to the leadoff spot, he is batting 413 with seven steals. Dude. He has 10 multi-hit games in July, and on the season, he has 10 home runs, 19 stolen bases. So this is a huge improvement. In June, he was batting 216 with 585 OPS. In July, overall for July, he's 353 with 980 OPS. Wow. Yeah, and this past weekend has been just an, an explosion for the Nats in many ways. So CJ did his part, and the Nats swept the Giants officially yeah, they, they just finished the the last game on Sunday at the time of recording so this is the first time that they have swept another team in a three game series since June 2021 against Pittsburgh the Nats haven't swept another team in three games for that long wow yeah ouch Wow. Well, you know what? There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah. And there's always next year <laughs> I mean yes. come on the Cleveland girl and the Boston girl know mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. for sure yeah, and because the Nats clearly are building, and, and we see the Orioles being successful on that, why not the Nats? And um, one of the big ways that they were building were, was on the trade where they let go of Juan Soto, who I'm going to talk about again in a minute, and got C.J. Abrams and a mess of other guys who are still hanging around in the minors, including, shoot, the guy that we saw, um, Harris III? No. 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 Robert. Robert. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Haskell. Is it? It might have to be Eddie Haskell if you okay. say that. All right. Is it? Hassel. Oh. <laughs> Robert Hassel. Excellent. Excellent. That and Mackenzie Gore, who's who has been up pitching, and then there's a couple more that are still waiting in the sidelines. So that seems like hopefully it's a pretty good deal for the Nationals. Um, 
just to add a little bit to the accolades for C.J. Abrams, he was Player of the Week. Uh, announced last Monday because the previous weekend, when he was in the when they were in the series against the Cardinals, he went six for thirteen against the Cards. And just the last thing that makes him totally um, admirable as a baseball boyfriend and a huge asset to my team is the Qhar, the oh, quality sure. hair above replacement. He has some really good hair. Yeah, he does. So on the other end of that deal, how has my once and forever baseball boyfriend Juan Soto been doing? He is the the one baseball boyfriend that I've been keeping year to year because that's part of our rules. You can keep one guy. And I think I picked well. So despite the fact that the Padres, I'm so sorry, Padres fans, the Padres have been a huge disappointment this year. But Juan Soto is super much on top. He has played the most games of any Padre with 100 games. He is tied for the most home runs with Manny Machado at uh, 19 home runs. It's she, I said, Manny. What happens now? <laughs> That's Your cool. brain blows yeah. up, I think. Uh, ouch. I wasn't even going to point that out. Yeah. I was just going to leave that alone. All right. Well, they're both home run hitters. He is leading OPS with 919. And the reason why his OPS is out of uh, off, uh, off the charts. I, roof. Off the roof? No, off the charts. Off the charts. Right. What yeah. was the roof one? I don't know. All right. I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I was trying to think of the roof metaphor. Through the roof? Through the roof. That's Through it. the roof. Through the roof, okay. off the charts. That's it. Uh, okay, so we're on our second beer. <laughs> yes. The first beer we split three ways with Mr. Mm-hmm. Potty Mouth, and it was an Astrolab Fresh As, which was very delicious. Yeah. And I just poured us, we split a Wicked Weed uh, Freak of Nature, which is a double India IPA, which has a super high alcohol content, but yeah. we're only like three sips in, so we can't even can't blame it on that. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. Well, I'm just going to go through the roof here. He has... Close to twice as many walks as the next Padre. So that's why his OPS is off the charts. He has 93 walks in his 100 games. I had to like re, I looked at two different sites because it looked so weird. All the other Padres are number two, Trent Grisham is at 48 and below. And Soto is at 93 walks. So one um, article I saw from, from yesterday, I think it was yesterday when he hit two home runs center field. He said, at the end of the day, I don't try to chase their pitches. I try to swing at my pitches. So that's the attitude to hit the ball far often. And when you don't, you walk. And remember, Soto had a terrible start to the mm-hmm. season. He really came around. There were so many pieces written yep. about what's wrong with Juan Soto. How do we fix Juan Soto? Well, Juan Soto fixed himself. Yep. And here he is. Yeah. The rest of the Padres got to follow suit. Just as surprising as Potty Mouth being the first person to mention Manny Machado, <laughs> I am the first person to mention the Red Sox. Hey. Uh, Tristan Casas is my Red Sox boyfriend, and I'm really just talking about him, well, number one, because he's really very good. And number two, I want to reassure um, Bob, Potty mm-hmm. Mouth's dad, that Tristan Casas is going to be just fine. For instance, just yesterday, Saturday, remember we mm-hmm. record on Sunday, Saturday, he went two for three versus the Mets, scored two runs, three runs batted him. He hit two home runs off of Max Scherzer, yeah. which is, you know, pretty outstanding Anyway, it was the very first time ever that a rookie has hit two home runs off of Max Scherzer in the same game. That's crazy. His second home run was 428 feet to dead center. And there was much made of the fact that he sort of did more of a home run trot. And he took the time to kind of like look over at his dugout and like, you know, kind of like, you know, bond with the guys as he was running by. And he said, I think it was the first home run I've hit that I've gotten to take my time around the bases at Fenway. Because most home runs there have been like line drives. Like, is it really going to be a homer? You got to get out of here just in case and whatever. This is the first one that was like a a sure thing. It's a no doubter. That's right. Um, 
For the month, he's hitting 333, five home runs, three doubles, and eight runs batted in. So I think the kids are all right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes me a little bit hopeful for Red Sox rebuilding, which is, I mean, they're kind of like in the middle. But between Jaron Duran and Tristan Casas both coming around, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Back to the rookies, uh, or continuing with the rookies. Wait, does Casas doesn't count as a rookie this year, does he? I don't believe so, but he's one of the kids. Okay. He's, he's a, kid. a kid. He's yeah. a kid. So my favorite kid, one of my favorite kids on my team, Corbin Carroll of the D-backs, just keeps on cruising. So I've talked about him several times, but the watch is on right now because he is sitting on 19 home runs and 29 steals. Oh, is he going 30-30? So who knows? He could. He could. I mean, here we are, right? In mid- We're just over halfway. Yeah. So he could do it. That would be very cool. And he's also fast-fast. So last Wednesday, he should have struck out, but he swung at a wild pitch, which meant that he could run to first. And then when he ran to first, Sean Murphy overthrew the toss so badly. Well, combination of so badly and him being fast that he made it to third base. So he got a triple out of a strikeout. Yeah, I just want to clarify. It wasn't swinging at a wild pitch that allowed him to run. It was the The third strike. It was because it was a third strike. He did swing on it, but it was a third strike. So he got to run. So don't say well no crying in baseball so it was okay and take that as a rule yeah no that exactly i'm gonna talk about um some seattle boyfriends current and past good news and bad news so um cal raleigh is my current seattle boyfriend catcher um while i had him sitting on my bench (laughs) ouch he homered twice on saturday in a 9-8 win over toronto he is um sort of a um a a Blue Jay killer basically he's had six home runs in the last six games versus toronto Taylor Swift was going to have the first of two shows at the Seahawks Stadium, which is right across the street from where um, where Seattle, where the Mariners play. And so, because this game was so exciting, this whole like nine A mm-hmm. come from behind, like high scoring game, the the manager of the Mariners said, "Man, can you imagine if you had tickets to Taylor Swift and you just watched that game? What a day, right? <laughs> it doesn't get any better." Yeah, not bad. Um, it wasn't so great for uh, Jared Kelnick, my last year's Seattle boy. For last year, maybe year before, I don't remember. Um, yeah. But Wednesday, he had a. He had a, a strikeout that really ticked him off because it was at a pivotal pivotal moment in the game. It would have meant a lot. It was, he had a really good at bat, ended up getting struck out. Um, he walked back into the dugout, and he kicked a water cooler, and we know what happens when you do that kind of stuff. Sure enough, he fractured his foot. He's in a boot. He's out indefinitely, and on the bright side, he feels horrible about yeah, it. He does. And he knows that he not just was stupid for him because mm-hmm. now he's out, but he let down his entire team, and he apologized to the team. He said, I let the emotions get the best of me. I just let him down. I take full responsibility for it. It's on me. That just can't happen. Thank you. That is the way to do it. Kids look up to you. Yeah. Your teammates depend on you. You know you screwed up. And that's the best example you can give after you've done something like that yeah. is to say, yep, completely on me. This can't happen. This was a mistake. I'm so sorry that I did it. Yeah. Did you see the video on that? I w- didn't want to watch it because he it, was in tears. So and that's that was going to make me thing. too sad. I felt like it was a little too intrusive. Like, I totally agree with you that his mm-hmm. apology is on target. Yeah. I would like to see it printed. Having him weeping like that with the microphone in his face and not moving it felt like, oh, that's a yeah. little, that's harsh. Yeah. It felt like that part should have been private. Put it in print, but yeah. ooh, I don't know. A couple of quick hits. I haven't talked about Miles Straw in a while, my Cleveland boyfriend, because unfortunately he hasn't been doing great until this week. He got hot again. He hit, uh, he went uh, two for three uh, with two stolen bases Wednesday when they lost to Pittsburgh. 
two stolen bases is great. What's bad is I was counting on him for my stolen base category to go through the roof because he's so good at it. It was his first stolen base since May 18th. Oh. That's two months. Well. That's two months, my friends. Although this past week, he had seven hits. His OPS for the week is 1.029. So maybe things are turned around for Miles. I don't mm-hmm. know. I was hoping to talk about him a lot more because I wanted more good things to be happening for him. Last week, I talked about Chaz McCormick having a great week. And also that really awful, sketchy play that he was, you know, he apologized <laughs> to Ty France for and all of that. Uh, you know, he had a 636 average for the week, three homers, 2.18 OPS. And he, along what? with CJ Abrams, was, in fact, uh, the player of the week, uh, Jared, uh, Chaz McCormick for the American League. So that's pretty exciting that we had two boyfriends as yeah. As players of the week, they just sort of looked at numbers and discounted things that might be illegal or cause injury. <laughs> yeah. Listen to last week's episode for details on that. I just keep looking at that 2.188. Yeah. That's wow. Come on, math teacher. You can do it. That's a lot. That's that's a big number. It is. Yeah, it was a heck of a week. All right. Chaz McCormick deserved that, despite any previous uh yeah. You know, things of question. So speaking of <laughs> the old things of question, speaking, speaking of things of question, Oy. I'm going to do a little dive into the police blotter. It's usually like not my favorite thing to talk about, but it's it's because I want to put a positive spin on this. So this is a cross training also with football, American football, the Washington Commanders. Have a new owner. Thank you, baby Jesus. Finally, fucking finally. So so DC fans for years, for years have been begging, sell the team. Does that sound familiar? Mm. Mm. So this is where I feel like other asshole owners, oh, wait, did I say that? Other owners of, ma- of um, say, major league teams should, should take note of this. It's okay to sell the team. It's okay, especially if it's going to a better person. So the new owner, Josh Harris, one of the first things that he did, so the so DC fans went crazy, right? Finally, this gets approved, and to, to sell a team, all of the NFL owners had to check off on it, which seemed like that was the last big hurdle to go over. So once that happened, DC fans went to the bullpen, which is right near Nats Park, and it's a big outdoor drinking establishment where a lot of people can look at big screens and sports stuff and, and celebrate. And Josh Harris bought everybody there a round of beer. So one of the fans said, great owner, Already better than Dan. Dan charged us double. And this guy <laughs> is buying us beer. So Dan Snyder not only sold the team, but he's kind of going down in flames. And, and we're going to hope that this really does catch up to him. He has been fined $60 million Jesus. this week for two incidents that, you know, both seem that there should be more of than just a fine. These things are illegal. Sexual harassment of an employee plus not sharing revenue with NFL. And I think they're just, well, they've been digging into this for years, but there's a lot of areas where they were supposed to be more honest about the books and some money was supposed to go back to the league and it didn't. And this is just the tip tip of the iceberg. If you just Google Dan Snyder, scandals there are so many there was the cheerleader thing with the harassment of the cheerleaders in the calendar and other sexual many sexual harassment um, accusations from former employees and why hasn't he been removed earlier well read the must be approved by nfl owners and roger goodell at one point said oh it's not up to me it's there's a whole process for this so basically everybody sort of like shifted the blame but part of the the scoop behind it is that they think that he has a lot of dirt and he has insinuated as much that he has dirt on other owners that, that he would, would not surprise me. make 
public, but I just want to, you know, focus on the positive moral of this story, which is sell the team, buy fans beer. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you Mm -hmm. sort of boiled that down to its essence, and it's exactly right. It's exactly right. Can we look at that a little bit more closely? Oakland. Last week, we talked about Major League Baseball's draft and how it was historic because the number one and number two draft picks were both from LSU, which is the first time that's ever happened that the two draft picks were from the same school. This week, it's historic all over again because those same two draftees signed record high signing bonuses. wow. The previous record was my boyfriend, Spencer Torkelson, who got an $8.15 million signing bonus in 20. 20. So a couple of years ago, right? This this hasn't been happening incrementally. It's been you know, a couple of drafts since then. So the Nationals signed the number two pick, Dylan Cruz, for $9 million. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But Pittsburgh signed the number one pick, Paul Skeens, for a record $9.2 million. So both of those signing bonuses broke the previous record of Spencil, Spencil. <laughs> Spencer Torkelson. Oh, my. Oh, my. A couple of reasons why Paul Skeens might be worth that $9.2 million. He had 40 more strikeouts than any other Division I pitcher. 40. 40 last season. He struck out more than half of the batters that he faced. Also, he always wears stirrups. Oh. And he always has chicken Alfredo on days when he's pitching. So huh. I've learned that he's got some routines. Okay. He's, he's got just enough of that sort of, um, not, I don't want to say like superstition, I guess yeah. is where I'm going for. You know, so he kind of leans into that a little bit. He was asked about his, his crazy mustache that kind of curls up on the end. Like, where did that come from? It's like, oh, I just didn't think I was able to grow one because my dad never had one. And then it just happened. <laughs> So I can't explain the mustache, but I will say stirrups and having like a food thing, that's your regular thing. I was like, okay, lean into it. Go ahead. Whatever makes you, you, because, oh my gosh, I got you $9.2 million as a signing bonus. So historic again this week. We'll see what happens next week. I think Wade Boggs had a chicken thing, not a pitcher, but definitely chicken oriented. Um, The the one little questionable um, act by the the nationals so there were uh, pictures of dylan cruz after the lsu championship of him sort of sitting back smoking a big guitar, uh, cigar uh-huh. uh, mike rizzo at their press conference broke out a bunch of cigars that he uh. gave to dylan cruz and i'm thinking is that really what you want to encourage your players to be doing i i mean i understand the celebratory thing but i just have this issue with smoking especially cigars Ugh. yuck yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think it. your judgment kind of goes up and down. What, what, yeah. what, was, yeah. what was the phrase you used? A, a yo-yo on an escalator? Right, I'm right. kind of feeling that's how your your smoking opinions. Right, right. Go. Well, it just it depends. I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. 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 I just, I, well, I keep thinking cigars of, aren't an everyday thing. That's true. That I'm, is I'm true. okay with that. If it's going to be a celebratory thing, as long as that's it, I don't want him ending up like Raffy. I just get so concerned every time I see Raffy Devers chewing. It seems like he's getting better. This that's different this though. Year, that's 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 not, it's not smoking a celebratory a, cigar. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think a cigar is gateway to chewing tobacco. No, a cigar is gateway to you know two fingers of whiskey wearing a suit. All right. I mean, I think we can do that. I think <laughs> I, we're okay. I'd with be okay that. with that. I'd be okay with that. All right. Cheers. One last cheers to to Dylan Cruz and the future of the Nationals. Right. Like, let's hope. Let's hope. Right. I'm excited to go back to. Nats Park at some point soon. 
there is more reason for celebration this week. It is Women in Baseball Week. We're women in baseball. We are. Congratulations. So here we are. Cheers to you. All right. So this is right now, everybody, you are doing a Women in Baseball Week event by just listening to this show because here we are. It's July 23rd. Keep uh, doing stuff through the whole week. If you are noticing or reporting on any Women in Baseball events, you can hashtag that. You can hashtag it Women in Baseball Week or you can hashtag it WIBW2023. So stuff has been happening around this week, even before last week, uh, the Twins, the Minnesota Twins, had a girls' baseball camp. And I just think that's the coolest thing, and more teams need to do that. It was at the AAA St. Paul Saints um, Stadium. Nice. But still, bringing girls into the stadium, AAA Stadium, pretty impressive. Ages 7 to 14. It was, I think, three days. Yeah, 18, 19, 20. I can count. 8.30 a.m. to noon. And their $75 um, camp fee includes four tickets to a, uh, a Twins game. That's so right there, excellent. Yep. it's a worthwhile investment. And like you've always said, like put them in the park where stuff is happening and they can feel the future, right? So cheers to the Twins. Let's see more uh, teams follow that. There's also wonderful girls baseball organizations that are just increasing all over the country, including in Philadelphia. Philly Girls Baseball is hosting an MLB official competition, the MLB Pitch, Hit, and Run competition. And advertising Specifically it, for girls. It's No, it's ad, oh. it's co-ed. So, but this is interesting. It's a competition that's been happening for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. But now they're saying co-ed. Like it's, you know, before it just didn't say anything. Maybe Adley Rutschman would not have won his his um, huh. pitch, hit, and run competition if that had been the case. You never know. So never let's, let's see. Let's see who's coming for the future. So it's testing and measuring skills. And at some point, you get to advance to a championship competition in an MLB stadium. And that the top scores from that get an all-expense-paid trip to the national finals, which happens at the World Series. So... Yay for Philly's, Philly girls baseball That's for so cool. hosting that. Finally, last little bit that I want to focus on for women in baseball week, although we talk about women in baseball all the time here. Uh, Little League regional tournaments are happening right now. Well, actually, the, the, the state tournaments are sort of wrapping up and the regional tournaments are going to be happening at the beginning of August, the very first week of August. The Southeast region includes Tennessee and Tennessee has a pitcher named Stella Weaver. And she pitched two innings at the state tournament game with zero runs and two strikeouts. So Stella means business, and she is going to be on the Tennessee team going to the Southeast Region Finals, and we'll see who comes out of that. Go get them, Stella. Yeah. That's excellent. Hey, we're starting our third beer, and don't yeah. don't judge because usually There's we drink usually we drink Tall Boys, but we have just regular standard size mm-hmm. beers today, so we're going through. Now we're having the Atlas Dance of Days. Pale Ale, and Atlas is a big favorite, and they sell at Nance Park. So mm-hmm. we are always very happy about that. So we've had – these are it's little half beers. So Yeah, and Atlas actually has a very lovely um, – I don't think they brew beer there, but they have a place where you can hang out and, and drink their beer, like a Right bar. outside the park. Right outside, right outside the park. The park. Yep. It's a fun place. For sure. Hey, we've got some business talk today. Oh. I'm going to talk about things that I don't I'm... understand in any way whatsoever. <laughs> the Atlanta baseball team – can now is now publicly traded. This is a big deal. So the Hammers, if you're new to the show, we refer to the Atlanta baseball team as the Hammers because we think they should be named the Hammers because they keep wanting to honor 
Henry Aaron, and we mm-hmm. think the way to do that is by just changing the damn name yeah. from a bad name to a great name. So the Hammers split from their parent company, Liberty Media. So the stockholders of Liberty Media said, okay, it's okay. You mm-hmm. guys can go be your own entity. So now the team and also the real estate development that contains the stadium and the things like immediately around Truist Park, okay. they're separate from other things that were part of Liberty Media. And that organization, which I won't tell you what it's called because it still uses the bad name, is Um, now available for trading on NASDAQ as of this past Wednesday, and it was going for $45 a share. That makes the Atlanta team the first publicly traded Major League Baseball franchise. Now, Toronto's parent company, which is Rogers Communication, it's the Rogers Center, Rogers Communication is publicly traded, but the team is only one of many parts, as opposed to this Atlanta situation where the team is really it. The team and the mm. stadium, or the ballpark, are it. So here's what I'm thinking. You can buy a share for $45. That makes you a stockholder. That gives you a voice. Mm-hmm. Perhaps public stockholders, as opposed to the private shareholders of Liberty Media, might be more amenable to having a little influence about, name. about changing the <gasps> damn name so not that i'm gonna say go out and buy you know stock i'm not gonna make stock recommendations i don't necessarily want to see you know the wrong people benefit from you putting your money there but you know what you can buy a voice you can it's america you can buy a voice you can buy influence (laughs) how about well and that's where the yo-yo on the escalator um, Mm. metaphor comes from is with the stock market because you know you never things go up and down and right and but hopefully it's all still going up and i i mean this is where i'm also a little bit clueless but as far as buying stock the Atlanta team is doing very well right now so I'm wondering if the price is now high and it depends on what happens they like also, if they keep doing well then that's one of the reasons they're doing this now is mm-hmm. because they're very popular Smart. right now Smart. and so they know a lot of people are going to want mm-hmm. in on buying a piece of this highly successful team so if you huh. are prone to do such things, you might think about using your powers for good and say, now that I'm a shareholder, now that I own part of the team, I would like to explain to you yeah. why your name's got to go. And I would much prefer you use the hammers. I wonder how much you have to buy to be able to do that. Boatloads. But okay. But also, <laughs> a lot of people buying yeah. a share. Are- hey, folks, if you want to jump in on the NCIB investment... <laughs> Plan. Okay. I'm going to back up and say if you have if you have $45, I would rather you send it All to right. Proud to be in baseball. There's that. But if you have that plus more, go ahead and try to influence the Atlanta yeah. team because okay. they sure need the help. There's a second kind of trade we're going to talk about next week, Tuesday, oh. is the trade deadline. Oh, Tuesday, wow. August 1st. All trades need to be completed by 6 p.m. Eastern time next week, Tuesday, August 1st. So you have probably been seeing a lot of baseball news about who should be traded, who should my Mm -hmm. team pick up, who should my team give away, depending if you're a buyer or a seller. And just a quick review, the, the teams that are likely to be buyers are those that are in contention for the playoffs, or they feel like they just need that one more left-handed pitcher, or they just need that Mm -hmm. one more big bat, and they just need him for two months. They might be open to a trade. They're buyers. The sellers are the teams who there's no hope for, may I just say, and you want to send Juan Soto Mm -hmm. to San Diego because you know you're not going to get to the playoffs, but boy, you can get a lot of good guys who are going to be 
terrific in a couple of years. Right. So those are the the sellers, the people who are looking ahead to later as opposed mm-hmm. to looking ahead to September and October right. and how they're going to get into the playoffs and succeed. The biggest rumors that I've been seeing are all about Shohei Otani mm-hmm. because the Angels, they're doing middling, right? So everyone's like, where is Otani going to go? Yeah. It's likely he's not going anywhere while he's under team control. And here's why. The owner, Art Moreno, the owner of the Angels, would be vilified yeah. if he sold off Shohei Otani, right? Shohei Otani not only is, you know, the most popular baseball player, really. And they've got, like, the two most popular baseball players between right. Otani and Mike Trout. Yeah, the, the Angels, <laughs> the Angels, the, I saw somewhere that that Otani alone brings in like twenty million dollars because of all the people going to the games. Oh, they're right. they're guessing that if he were somewhere else, they would lose ten thousand seats. Ten thousand yeah. people per game. That's a lot would of not show up. It's a lot of money. Also, they bring in like eight million dollars in Japanese advertisers huh. right now because because of Shohei Otani and and Angels games being attractive to Japanese viewers mm. in particular because of Otani's background. So it would be ridiculous for them to trade him away when he's basically a cash cow right now. It's going to be different when he's a free agent. Right. And they can either try to keep him by throwing all the money they have at him yeah. or say goodbye, but that's not going to be their fault. No one's going to blame them. Well, I'll blame them a little bit, but not as much as if they just trade him away right. now because there's no gain. There is no gain in trade. You can't get enough in trade yeah. for Shohei Otani for what he brings to that team and what he brings to baseball right now. Right. So I think your argument absolutely, like I hate to use this word, trumps yeah. all the all the argu- arguments about where he should go. Because, And I just think that there are a lot of baseball writers out there who are just sort of fucking around saying, all right, this is the deal that would happen were he to go to X team because everybody clearly wants him. But that makes sense. I don't know. I can't see him moving. That makes a lot of sense. All right, we have given you plenty of travel opportunities and yeah. in case you want one more. So but previously we talked about how the Red Sox in Tampa are going to be going to the Dominican Republic next spring training. You want to buy tickets to go that. Um, Thunder there, Bay for, for the Women's National. Yep. yep. There's lots of stuff that you could do. If you want yet one more reason to buy some airplane tickets, the Serie del Caribe is going to be in Miami. I like going to Miami for baseball. <laughs> it's such a good place. And it's going to be in Lone Depot Park, February 1st to 9th. So the Serie del Caribe, we talk about this every year. This is the championship of all the winter leagues in Latin America. Not all of them, but m- most of them. It includes Venezuela and Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and Cuba. And I think Curacao is in this year. And it's it's a lot of fun to watch from afar. So if you can get to Miami, it looks like it's going to be a blast. There's going to be three games a day oh, Lord. happening, and then the top four teams after that first uh, you know go around go to the semifinals and then the finals. So should we arrange for our bed and breakfast now before they oh realize my. that people are going to travel? Yeah, I that could happen. It's going to be it's it's going to be a party. Yeah, it's it going to be a big party. It's just it's unfortunate that it doesn't really coincide with school vacation is my problem if i were to still in new england they have february vacation i don't know if it's the first week of february but at least they have vacation in february power to you new englanders but here we don't get that no not so much sorry so we have this fantasy baseball league oh yeah which is super fun and there's been a little bit of movement there's been like a little bit of movement around the edges we still have the same top two bono's boyfriends 
Ace Suck is actually gained a couple of points. They're a little bit closer. They've moved up a tiny little bit. And they've shortened their name. They have. <laughs> you know why? Because they have gained a little bit on right. first place. So, of course, they dropped that part. Save Me Salvi went up one, swapped places with Razzle Dazzle, formerly known as All That Jazz. Oh, I was wondering so where that So there was wow. a little bit of a swap there. And then Karen... Um, Wow. So Karen's not so awesome team is now tied with Potty Mouth. That's pretty exciting. They're tied for eighth place. And then the Sunny Slammers have come from behind and have taken okay. me over and are now 10th, leaving me in 11th with the Bada Bingers still in the basement. But, you know, that's fine. It's all good. So there's there's definitely been a little bit of movement. That's kind of yeah. exciting. Although you leaped over the kids there. They are mighty close to Razzle Dazzle. They the, are the, just the kids one have, point behind. They have been fifth every week. They're yes, like solid. <laughs> they move around a little bit midweek. But by the time I do this little screenshot, <laughs> Sunday morning, the same time every Sunday morning, they are always five. Yeah. And I like to be able to count on that. I, I like something steady in my life. All I can say is that Vinny Pasquantino, like that's what did me in. I just miss Vinny. You know, it did me my entire middle infield did me in. Yeah. So there's. I might that. have to put a Yankee on my roster. Oh, heaven forbid! Let's oh, not talk shit. about that anymore. What are you doing this week? This week, I don't know. So uh, the Potty Mouth anniversary is this upcoming Friday, and we are going to Frederick, Maryland. And then, of course, I like looked up baseball in Frederick, Maryland. There's, there's baseball. There is Frederick. baseball. Yeah. So the Frederick Keys are no longer. Uh, minor league affiliated but it's a weird thing there are two teams that split the stadium mm -hmm. one is the mlb draft league that i just started reading about and i wish like i had a little bit of brain power because half the season they are draft eligible players so they're like college high school kids and then after july whatever it is after the draft yeah after that thing it goes into like Older players who are no longer eligible to be amateurs. It's I, and I need to look into like that second half. How do they do that swap? But they're playing on Friday night, so that might be fun. And then the team shit. I don't remember the name. Uh, it was a really good one. They they had like a put it out to the to the right. community. What's the name of this team going to be? And it's like something spires. Oh, I got to look it up. You do. Shit. You do. Um, I, I can hook you up. Um, hey, so the Thunderbolts are in the playoffs. Hooray. They had their basically their, their playing game, their wild card game last night. They won. They're now part of a three-game series. The Silver Ooh. Spring, uh, Tacoma Park. Thunderbolts versus the Alexandria Aces. The first game is tonight, Sunday night. Then the next game is tomorrow, which gives me at least one more chance to announce for a home game for the Thunderbolts. I'm very excited. We're trying to decide if Potty Mouth's allowed right. to come, whether you are bad luck or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm free. I could You're make available. it. I'm available. Yeah. I love to see baseball. Yet the two games that I've watched this year, they've lost terribly. So I, I'm willing to. to Three strikes you out, but I think it's worth trying again. Right. I'm just saying. I can give it I'm a just shot. saying. So yay. So hooray right. for just a little bit more local baseball on top of the bigger baseball. I did look up the Frederick team, and the, the name is worth saying correctly. The Spire City Ghost Hounds. I knew that. Ghost Hounds. That's it. I knew that. I knew a that. Ghost Hound. Yeah. yeah that's going to be super that, fun. That might be a good I think you should do that. 
I absolutely think that you should do that. Wow. So that brings us to the end of the show. Okay. Can we just say that we're on episode 301, but we're going to give you a couple more days to uh, to donate in honor of our 300th episode to Proud to Be in Baseball. So please go to proudtobeinbaseball.org slash donate. When you make that donation, if there's a way to note that you heard about them on No Crying in Baseball, please do that. And if you feel like it, you can send us a copy of your receipt to all the places that Potty Moss can tell you in just a minute, any of those places, and you will be entered in a drawing for a prize pack to thank you for donating to Proud to Be in Baseball. Potty Mouth, where can they send those things? You can find us on Twitter if you would like at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram are No Crying in B-Ball, or you can just outright email at us, email at us, email us at ncibpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon. We are needing a few more patrons because some of the folks who have been with us for a while are sort of petering out. And all we're asking for is minimum a dollar a month and you will help us stay afloat. That is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash no crying b-ball. And you will be helping us greatly to uh, keep this podcast coming at you. Keeping the lights on. Thanks for helping to keep the lights on. All right, my friends, go see some live baseball if you can, because, boy, there's nothing better than it being a beautiful night for baseball. Yep. Fight the man. It's the right thing to do. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. So, so your gain is your gain. My gain is my gain, and the loss is the fuzz. The fuzz is the loss. There's no fuzz. The fuzz is the loss. <laughs> <laughs>